Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast may contain adult themes, strong language, and stupid health advice. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to In Bad Taste, where we cast a critical eye over health documentaries and the claims they make. I'm your host, registered nutritionist Pixie Turner. And I'm cardiothoracic surgeon Dr. Nikki Stamp, and I do not want to be here. I'm sorry, I'm just putting it out there. But thank you, <laughs> thank you for joining us in hell, where our punishment is having to deal with these documentaries for all of eternity, because they never stop. Oh, yes. This is our own personal hell that we have created for (laughs) ourselves right here. This is the bad place. We're all suffering. We're being tortured for eternity. But we're sifting through what's good, not much, and what's bad, a lot, (laughs) in all these documentaries so that you don't have to suffer too. It's our good deed to the world. Mm -hmm. This should get us into the good place. It really should. Oh, my God. It should get us into the good place. Right? Especially this month, because we have really, really done you a good deed by watching the 2017 dumpster fucking fire, (laughs) What the Health, which has been very highly requested. It's like you want us to suffer, people. Yeah, why? Be nice. Um, this is this has been a very popular request for us to look at. You know, people DM us, people email us, people ask me, you know, at work, oh, my God, are you going to do the egg cigarette one? That's this one. Um, but I feel like between this one, Game Changers and maybe Goop, um, that these are the films that people talk about the most because they're films that make massive, massive claims but really seem to be absolutely and totally full of it. Anyway, What the Health uh, seems to be driving at us eating a primarily plant-based diet. Well, actually, they're really going for vegan, aren't they? Oh, yeah. But in doing so, and we're not against plants, by the way, But in doing so, they have packed this film full of absolute drivel, uh, which I have to be honest, made this an incredibly difficult film to watch. Yeah, I mean, primarily plant-based? No, they shit all over moderation in this film. So I think it's fair to say (laughs) that we're going hardcore. And, you know, this actually wasn't my first time watching this. So Mm -hmm. I've had to suffer Mm -hmm. more than once, which is so dreadful. The film is highly (laughs) critical of meat, eggs, and dairy, plus fish, Mm. even fish. Mm. So each week, we'll be having a look at the claims that it makes about each of these foods and try and give you an actual balanced understanding of what's actually going on, because unlike everyone they interviewed, we're not selling vegan books. (laughs) 
God, could you imagine? Um, yes, well, let, let's just run through this documentary very quickly and we also need to have a look at the guy who is leading the charge in this film. So as we've already said, it was released in 2017, so it's a few years old, but it's still really popular uh, and it was made by a bloke called Kip Anderson who we see on screen quite a lot and we it's also made by a bloke called Keegan Coon, I think that's how you say his name, and it was produced by Joaquin Phoenix, um, you know, really getting the heavy hitters in on this occasion they also made another popular vegan anti-meat film called cowspiracy which we haven't watched yet it is on our list but i'm not sure i can handle another another film made by this guy but look as per usual anderson has no health qualifications that i can discern he apparently went to business school he's a yoga teacher and he is a self-described reformed hypochondriac and I found his descriptions around his health concerns like ringing massive alarm bells for me. So he tells us that he was taking daily Metamucil since his teen years, a daily aspirin, which, by the way, if you don't have a reason to take aspirin, is not necessarily the safest thing to do. He's gone through all these diets and, and a lot of it was because he has a very strong family history of heart disease. Um, his father had bypass surgery at 49. So I, I, I get that he's understandably anxious about his health, but the way he was describing it was so pathological to me that I was thinking, this is not the guy we need to be taking health advice. It would be a, it would be kind of akin, I'm going to borrow an analogy that they use in the film, it would be kind of akin to taking drinking advice from an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. That's just the way, you know, I say it. But anyway, that's, that's, that's what we're dealing with here. This guy is paranoid as fuck. Mm. He is so paranoid and so on edge. And Mm -hmm. yeah, the family history, sure. But this may sound a bit harsh, but I was sitting there thinking, well, you know, all his relatives are dying of the most common things that humans die of. Like, yeah, it it sucks. It really does suck for him. But Mm. I don't think his situation is that unusual in that respect. No, no, I think he's I think he's got an anxiety disorder. The other thing that I really enjoyed about the opening of this film was that they went with the erroneously attributed to Hippocrates quote, let food be thy medicine. Um, and the fact that Hippocrates said that has been widely, widely debunked. Um, and also Hippocrates was a physician in the times when we still thought the heart had three chambers rather than four and that we had humours, pretty sure flat earth thinking was still around. We were just learning about science. So what do you mean still? Flat earthers are still here. Flat earthers are still here. That's true. So look, you know, Hippocrates did wonderful things for modern medicine, but let's just say that we have moved on from his, his theories and he practised medicine in a time when all they had was diets or sunshine or bloodletting or other things that are, you know, generally not as effective. So can people please stop using that quote? Because every time I, every time I see it, it pisses Same. me off because it just shows you don't actually give a shit about anything. You just found one quote that sounds pretty nicely that fits with what you want, ignored everything else this this dude ever said and just stuck it in without really thinking. You've not put any thought into this yeah. if you're using that quote. Yeah. Stop hanging around on Pinterest. (laughs) That's a great place to get health advice. Pinterest. Side note, if you search for things like vaccines on Pinterest, they will ignore every single anti-vaxxer thing that exists on there and only direct you to the World Health Organization. So good on you, Pinterest. They've done some really good shit, though. 
We love you, Pinterest. We love you. Just still don't go there looking for like medical quotes. That's no. not the place. No, use it to plan your imaginary wedding or whatever it is that people use Pinterest for. I don't know. Anyway, let's get cracking. Um, now that we've sort of set the scene about the Muppets that we're dealing with, uh, meat, meat. Oh, can I set the scene for the whole for the whole oh, meat God. thing? Because basically all you need to know is this. Meat is diabetes. <laughs> meat is cancer. Meat is heart disease. Meat is crawling into your arteries and killing you at night. Basically, meat is the most deadly thing that's ever happened to humans. Yeah. Yeah, right. Look at... <sighs> I just don't even know what to say because there was so much stuff here that was wrong. One of the biggest things that they hammer home is this this link with meat and cancer. Um, and this this was a I think it was a big headline a few years ago that the World Health Organization classified processed meat and red meat as carcinogens. Now. The stupid thing is that a lot of people don't understand because it did the news rounds as well. There were all these news headlines saying, oh, meat causes cancer. Let's just put this to bed very quickly and very aggressively. So when the when things get ranked as carcinogens, they are ranked uh, from class one to, through to four based on the strength of their association. And what that means is that how, how certain we are that that substance contributes towards disease. It doesn't tell us how aggressive that substance is at causing cancer. So he starts off by by comparing meat and the cancer link to cigarettes and plutonium. That's really, really wrong. When they say that meat is a class or processed meat is a class one carcinogen, all that we know is that we're pretty, it's pretty safe to say that if you have enough of it over this period of time, that it does increase your risk of certain types of cancer. Not that it increases your risk of cancer a lot. So that really, really irritated the crap out of me when they kept saying that because it just, to me, it just said that they have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. Oh, they have no clue whatsoever. As you said, the class of carcinogen that they put things in depends on the strength of evidence, not on the dose, because a potentially dangerous dose of plutonium is not the same as a dose of sausage. Chill, it's not exactly the same. And so, now, why are we spending the next 90 minutes listening to someone who doesn't understand food groups? Why do we have to suffer because of his ignorance? Because he can't seem to tell the difference between (laughs) smoking increasing your risk of cancer by like 19, was it like 1900%? Whereas 50 grams of processed meat per day increases your colorectal cancer risk by 18%. Like, sure. It does increase your risk, but there's a big fucking difference between a sausage and a cigarette. And this is going to set an incredible precedent for this movie comparing everything to cigarettes. Just you wait. Oh, wait. You don't actually have to wait that long because the next thing we see is clips of kids eating cigarette hot dogs. What the fuck is wrong with people? Oh, that, Why are you giving your kids cigarette hot dogs? It was such a stupid picture, wasn't it? It was so stupid. I was like, at this point, I was like, fuck this movie. <laughs> Why am I watching this? I hate everyone and everything. What the fuck are they doing? Why am I here? <laughs> Do you know the thing I found most frustrating, though, about, well, there's two things I found most frustrating about his absolute obsession with this meat-causing cancer thing, is that he's... He's, I don't want to be too cruel, but there's no other way to say this, but I don't think he's the sharpest tool in the shed because he's going, oh, I didn't know that sausages were processed meat. And I was like, well, what? What do you 
think they are? What do, what exactly, what part of the cow do you think we get a sausage from or the pig do you think we get a sausage <laughs> from? Where, what is it? Where where do you think that came from? Obviously it's processed. I'm like, how do you not know that mortadella isn't a naturally occurring, you know, meat formation? <laughs> just just to come back to this, this, this increased risk. Um, I can't. <laughs> Sorry. Oh no, I broke Pixie. I broke Pixie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my god. I just oh. I just want to come back to this increased risk thing. Like I, I think I find this annoys me a lot of the time. It annoys me when I see it in the news. It annoyed me in this film. But what the 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 processed meat thing increasing your risk of of cancer. First of all, cancer is literally hundreds of different diseases. So the increased risk of cancer is in certain types of cancer, and colorectal bowel cancer is one of them. And the science states that there is sufficient evidence for increased risk of colorectal cancer by 18% with daily consumption of 50 grams, which is less than a hot dog, less than a hot dog of this kind of processed meat. So to break that down, I need to do some maths. So if we think that people, your average lifetime risk of colon cancer is around 4%. So if you happen to go and consume 50 grams of processed meat every single day, your risk will increase to 4.72%. So it's a it's a relative risk. It doesn't mean that 18% of people are going to get colon cancer. So let's just like let's just calm down, let's just be sciencey about things. Let's let's just not go, you know, equating eating a hot dog with eating uh eating a cigarette because it's it's just not the same thing. Yeah, and Kip gets all excited about this saying you know this research has been around for a while why has this only just become a thing again he shows his complete lack of Mm. understanding Mm. around the fact that we need many studies Mm. we need a whole body of evidence to make these kinds Mm -hmm. of links because when when things get classed as carcinogens, that's kind of a big deal. You know, we don't want to do that just based off of one random study that someone did in mice and now we make this big deal out of it no no we need a lot of research. And again, we also see this, and this is going to be a recurring theme that Kip doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He's also shocked that the American Cancer Society don't recommend cutting out processed meat entirely because you don't have to cut it out entirely. Instead, we simply don't recommend eating it every single day in large quantities. There is a difference between recommending cutting something out and recommending kind of not going to Mm -hmm. ham on it unintended (laughs) so they don't recommend eating it every day and there's a difference and when you look at the website they don't recommend eating it every day they very clearly don't and did you also notice that he tells us that processed meat is a class one carcinogen like smoking asbestos and plutonium you know what he conveniently missed out there alcohol we're not told Mm. that alcohol is also technically a class one carcinogen but again we're also not told we have to cut out alcohol because you know, we've got to be realistic here. We've got to survive somehow, especially when there's a global pandemic. I bet Kip drinks as well, and yet he's not up in arms about that. We also need alcohol to watch these films. (laughs) Oh, God, we do. (laughs) After this, we also set another theme for this whole movie, which is harassing poor receptionists and people who answer phones for a living. Dear Kip, these people are not doctors. 
Why is that so hard for you to understand? Why don't you understand that these people are not there to answer your medical questions? They're there to pass you on to the people who can potentially answer your questions if you actually had good questions to begin with, which you don't. Instead, you sound like a fucking conspiracy theorist. He is a conspiracy theorist. I mean, he is, yeah. He 100% is. And so apparently the American Cancer Association rep declined to speak to him. They probably Googled him and thought, you know, nah, fuck this. This is not worth our time. And then after repeatedly emailing and harassing them, they, shock horror, stopped replying to his emails. How dare they not engage with his continual harassment of their employees? How dare they? Yeah, yep, 100% agree. Like why, you know, what what does he think he's going to get from harassing these people? Like if I would... I would fully support all of the various institutions that he keeps her and he does seem to harass them I think it's 100% within their rights for them to say no cut this guy off not talking to him he's filming them you know we don't know the legalities of that depending on where you are but he's filming them and recording them without their knowledge perhaps I think good on them for cutting him off that was entirely deserved Yeah, yeah. And this is where we then meet all the doctors who have sold their soul to the vegan agenda. They're not with me. We're going to talk about all these doctors in the fourth episode here. But for now, this is where we then start talking about the diabetes because everything (sighs) is diabetes. It's 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 just an obsession with these films to 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 go on about diabetes. But Um, meat causes cancer apparently it does not meat also causes diabetes and cardiovascular disease meat consumption causes diabetes I, i hate the way these films use that term causes because it's a real stretch to say that you know a causes b and in this case meat causes diabetes just a brief recap because they this is one thing that really annoys me about this film and it doesn't just come from kip it comes from some of the doctors as well they seem to say they seem to confuse really basic medical facts was at one point they say that diet causes type 1 diabetes. Type 1 diabetes is generally diagnosed in, in younger years, so in childhood, adolescence, early adulthood, and in that it, there is an autoimmune essentially condition where the pancreas, which is the organ that produces insulin, gets attacked can't produce any insulin at all. Then there's type 2 diabetes. Now, type 2 diabetes tends to be diagnosed later in life. It is caused by a number of things. There's some genetic predispositions. There are some dietary patterns that we see that might increase increase your risk. There are some things like physical activity where you tend to you know, carry your fat. So is it around your organs, for example? All those things culminate in your body not recognizing the signals from insulin so for most people with type also poverty yes poverty is a risk factor for type 2 diabetes right so you know there's a lot of things that come into play for for type 2 diabetes one thing they do say that is correct is they keep saying that sugar doesn't cause any diabetes that's true but i think that 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 has been largely put to bed it was something that your mum told you when you were little and well something my mum told me when I was little when I was like destroying (laughs) something with a lot of sugar in it I think that was just her excuse (laughs) to get me to stop like (laughs) you know being greedy with the lollies but anyway it's very complex but they get they get a, a, a lot of this wrong and a lot of the wrong stuff comes from the doctors which really really concerns me ready to pop the question The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, big time. One of the doctors also says carbs cannot make you fat. Wrong. And look, I've spent my fair amount of time researching people who... When I say researching, I mean going on YouTube and finding weird videos of people who do very weird things with food mm-hmm. just to find out what kind of shit they're saying. And there are fat fruitarians. Mm-hmm. They do exist. Yep. If you if you have if you have a caloric excess from any nutrient, any nutrient, then you know, you have the potential to put on weight. And when we say put on weight, we're talking about fat gain here, not not anything else. We're talking about fat gain. It's just it's it's such a it's such a myth though, isn't it? That they're they're in these schools or in these actually not even schools, they're like tribes of diet zealots, is that they identify one nutrient, you know, fat or sugar or carbohydrate or whatever that causes causes the fatness. I just don't, I don't understand why the obsessional focus on one thing over another when the science just does not support that. Yeah, but you can sell a lot of books and diet plans by claiming there's just one thing that's the cause of all of your problems. And according to these guys, it is pretty much animal fat, which is what they link all of these things, all these animal products together. But, you know, it is very much possible to eat nothing but fruit Mm -hmm. and still gain weight. It is very much possible. Also, this guy who was saying all this, he was a massively fat phobic bastard. And I Mm. just wanted to say this guy (laughs) is an asshole for saying the shit that he was saying. And I found that really infuriating. It was really annoying. And, you know, meat causes diabetes. What? If that were really the case, Vegans would never get diabetes, and they do because it's more complex than that, like Nikki just said. Yeah, that's it. This is what we get. We get so focused on this one nutrient or one food even. We're talking about one food here rather than looking at our overall dietary pattern. Even, you know, I, I do go, I do go and or we both do. We go and look for the evidence to support or refute these claims in these films. And there is some evidence that having processed meat may increase. No, and we're talking about a lot of processed meat, not not a little bit, not you know a little sausage here and there, you know, or a bit of a bit of. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> they broke Pixie again. <laughs> There's a lot of little sausages in this film. I'll tell you right now. Oh. <laughs> 
Um, but look, you know, I think having a bit of processed meat every now and again is is not going to massively increase your risk of type two diabetes. When we find these studies that say having processed meat increases your risk of type two diabetes, one, it's not a causal relation. It doesn't. It's not like a, a bacteria, or you know, it's it's not the same thing. But also, I think that it's really important to understand that it, it is it is about what you do most of the time rather than what you do do one or two times. Diabetes at the moment, I think we've talked about this before, seems really rife for these diet tribes to say that one is better than the other and that, you know, low carb or keto or fasting or juicing or vegan or carnivore diet even they're all saying that they're better at treating diabetes than the rest of the tribes but the reality is is there is no one diet to rule them all and people with diabetes have have the ability to control or improve their their and we're talking about type 2 diabetes here by the way you know have had success rates with all kinds of diet low fat high fat da 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 this one-eyed thinking is just so unhelpful and it just does it does not reflect the actual science that is out there Oh, yeah. And, you know, we take one small kernel of accurate stuff, which is that processed meat increases your risk of colorectal cancer. And two minutes later, it's suddenly all meat causes cancer. Yeah. Like, where the fuck did all the nuance go? Like, you took something that was actually reasonably accurate, and then you shit all over it with your massive generalization that isn't true. And then apparently that also means that meat causes diabetes because apparently when you eat meat the little hexagons can't get into the cells the meat cells because of the sludge that gets in the way or something like that they have some weird ideas about what different nutrients look like and show us some very weird diagrams and things in the movie i didn't quite understand they're not they're not scientific diagrams they're not scientific. This is clearly the, the diagrams and the animations have clearly been made by Kip and his mates um, who have absolutely no scientific understanding whatsoever. That, is, that, that was the message I got from watching this. 100%. I mean, Dr. Gregor, who is one of my, how do I put this? One of my least favorite people in the entire world. According to Dr. Gregor, within minutes of eating meat, your arteries just give up and say, fuck this, I'm out. And all of a sudden, you don't have arteries anymore because they're all clogged up. That's not what happens. Within minutes of eating meat, come on, at least try and make yourself sound accurate and credible. At least try. This is so far beyond anything that is reasonable mm. that I can't even take him seriously anymore. I think I think that that same thought was in Game Changers. Remember one of the burrito experiments? They were saying in seconds that your arteries are going to be ruined if you're eating meat. And we we looked at that one then. We, we looked at that one, and I believe that what it said was, yeah, there's a transient change in the way your blood vessels work. But at one, it's transient. Two, it's not about meat. It was about the saturated fat. So again, and we also said this in Game Changers that saturated fat. Obviously, very high in animal meats, but you know, you can have lower fat versions. You can have saturated fat in in other foods. It's just, it's, <laughs> I don't know how they just justify again these little kernels that they then blow out of proportion. It's like they latch onto this one idea and they never ever let it go. Yeah, and so then the focus has been very much on red and processed meat apparently although they very much made it about all meat so we mm -hmm. asked the question is chicken better and Esselstyn 
you absolute bastard, answers, <laughs> it's a question of whether you want to be shot or hung. Wow. Thanks, Esselstyn. No, no. I, I was just astonished at this this dragging down of chicken, and we're going to come to it, but fish as well. They're saying that chicken is no better than processed meat or red meat because it's high in saturated fat. I'm like, no, that's not actually not the case. And they keep saying that, oh, apparently most Americans get their their uh, saturated fat from, from chicken. And then a few minutes later they say it's dairy. And then they say chicken gives you all your salt. It's just such absolute nonsense. You know, one of the experts, I love that this is how bad the, the, this film is, that one of the experts that they lean on is Steve-O from Jackass um, who used to like, <laughs> let's be honest, this is a guy whose claim to fame was taking a dump in a display toilet and causing himself countless injuries by doing stupid stunts and running headfirst into walls. But Steve-O said he went to some event and he walked out because they were serving chicken there. Oh, my God, clutch at my pearls because serving chicken at an event (laughs) was like serving alcohol at an AA meeting. And I was like, that's just ridiculous. I'm sorry. Chicken is a good, cheap source of protein and nutrients. It's low in saturated fat, particularly if you use chicken breasts. I mean, if if you're eating chicken with skin on or you're getting your chicken from KFC, that's very different. But we're talking about chicken that you buy from the supermarket and prepare yourself, their claims hold no water. There is absolutely no evidence that eating chicken increases your risk of cancer. You know, it's a great source of protein and other nutrients for people who are eating, you know, a flexible diet. I use chicken a few times a week. I think it's, you know, it's a good way for me to get what I need and it tastes good. It tastes, chicken is tasty. It's just the way it is. There you go. And for some reason, he gets really upset, Kip, that is, gets really upset about the fact that there is a recommendation to switch from red meat to poultry. And I think that makes total sense. Not that he's angry. I think it makes total sense to give this recommendation because chicken isn't carcinogenic. No. Also, it's actually a really good switch because it helps. It's realistic and it does make a difference. That you can't say, you know, oh, cut out red meat and replace it with, I don't know, fucking broccoli. That's not going to work. Well, they do say that at one point in the film. Oh, God, they do, yeah. But that is not realistic from a nutritional perspective or just from a basic fucking common sense perspective because they are not the same in any way. You cannot take a chicken recipe and sub in broccoli. Like, that's not going to work. But you can often take a recipe that includes red meat and substitute chicken instead that can work in a number of ways Mm. like chicken sausages for example or like turkey mince for example Mm. that works it's realistic and people are actually going to be able to do it so yeah solid great recommendation i am happy with that yes yeah do you know i I have to say the the point where i realized that we were going down to a very very dark place with this film like we were just getting into like stupid land is when they started taking aim at fish because oh, yeah. I found that kind of offensive because if I had to pick one animal product, one animal product alone, which has been shown with a lot of robust evidence that is probably beneficial to our overall health and particularly our cardiovascular health, I would actually probably pick fish. I'd pick fish. But mm. these guys have a real problem with fish. They've got a cardiologist uh, who says that fish is full of bad things too, mm. including saturated fat. I was like, oh, I'm not 
so sure about that. <laughs> I know. This is, this is, again, this is the thing that I was like, you guys don't even know basic science. Why are we listening to you at all? So lots of saturated fat, mercury, toxins, obviously. Something's got to have toxins in it. And, and I was just, I was absolutely I was absolutely blown away. They clearly have no idea what they're talking about. No, when they said saturated fat, I pictured, you know, that that gif from of John Travolta. I think it's in Pulp Fiction where he just walks into a room, just go, turns to one side and goes, huh? Turns to the other side and goes, huh? And that's it. That, like, that was me. I was like, where? Where? Because all I can see around me is polyunsaturated fat. Mm-hmm. Because oily fish in particular is one of the best sources, possibly even the best source mm. of polyunsaturated fat. The mm-hmm. best, potentially. I mean, it's definitely up there. Because we know that polyunsaturated fat is really great for reducing your risk of heart disease. Mm-hmm. That is just basic knowledge from decades of research when you take out some of the saturated fat in your diet and replace it with some polyunsaturated fat wonderful things happen and we do actually see health benefits that is not hyperbole that is robustly shown in research and is really important also fish oily fish in particular fantastic source of omega-3 it's a kind of omega-3 that you also cannot get in plant foods unless you take an algae supplement which is kind of a supplement and not food so you know mm-hmm. eh, not quite the same thing yeah but yeah that was very strange because it's it's the total opposite of what they said and one person one of these doctors I mean I, at this point I lost track of who they are because they're all white old men to be honest they all basically look the same Kim Williams is not white that's that was you know they're they're not at diversity oh yeah they you you are right but apart from that <laughs> All the white old men, they just blurred into one by the end of this. But one of those dudes <laughs> said, something being less toxic doesn't make it healthy. And I just sat like, okay, hey, dude, let me teach you something about the word toxic. <laughs> the dose makes the poison. So, yeah, something being less toxic does actually help. Because by his standards, water is fucking toxic. So we can't eat or drink anything. <laughs> oh, I cannot. Yeah, yeah, the fish... the. The, the fish one really, 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 really irritated me. Yeah, but anyway, of course, um, we have to we have to come back to um, to athletes because I guess this was the predecessor to game changers, and you know, and and, and talking about protein in general. So obviously, they're advocating for a completely meat free, well, animal product free diet, but in this case, meat free diet. So they're like, oh my god, how are the athletes going to get their protein? And so they say, you know, in the last few minutes of the film, they're using various athletes. I've got a surfer, a bodybuilder, and NFL player, an endurance athlete, to show that you can be a successful vegan athlete. Now we've been through this on with Game Changers. Go back and listen to it. You totally can be a successful athlete and be vegan. You have to be very careful about it because you can miss out on on protein. You can miss out on essential amino acids. You can miss out miss out rather on B12. You can 100% do it. But again, it's these case studies of of athletes who are modestly successful showing that they can do it on a vegan diet. It doesn't mean that a vegan diet is the right answer for everyone and it certainly doesn't mean that it is superior for everybody. I'm not quite sure. Actually, do you know what I am sure? I reckon the guy who made Game Changers watched that little bit of this film and went, yeah, I can build on this. 
hundred percent. That is that is where the inspiration came from. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone knows. Right, I think everyone knows by now. Yeah, you don't need meat to build muscle. We know. I don't think there's anybody in the world who doesn't know this by now. Nobody's arguing that it's not possible. We all know it's possible. We, we're there. It's okay. We don't need to rehash this argument over and over. You know what? They do say, though, that greens like broccoli are a great source of protein. And I was just like, no, you were so close. You said rice and broccoli. All you had to do was say rice and beans and everything would have been okay. And we wouldn't even need to have this conversation. But rice and broccoli... Uh, no, no. And also one of the doctors says, uh, I've never seen a protein deficiency. And I'm at this point, I was thinking, hey, Nikki, remember that news article you showed me the other day about the baby who almost died and had protein deficiency? Right. I, I see protein deficiency not infrequently. I see, I, you know, I see it a fair bit. I'm, I'm on the lookout for it because I, I like my patients to have enough, nutri- uh, well, have enough nutrition, have enough, have enough protein on board so that they can, you know, do well with surgery because we know that's important. But I was thinking, what the hell kind of doctor hasn't seen protein deficiency? We, we see it a lot. We see it a lot, a lot. You know, we keep an eye out for it, for people in hospitals specifically. I was just, it just, again, it was one of these points where I was like, these people are, are doctors. You know, Kip has an excuse for not understanding basic science and basic medicine. These guys have no excuse. Why do they just not understand? I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. This whole thing was a hot mess. By this point, by about probably about 20 to 30 minutes into this film, and this was predominantly after they'd gone through all of the meat things, I have to be honest, I I was really, really struggling to pay attention (laughs) because it was like word vomit. It was like word vomit of every little possible thing that someone has ever said in the world about how meat might not be good for us and we're just going to vomit it up into 30 minutes of film narrated by a guy who doesn't understand basic science and I was going, I can't can't keep watching this. I was like you. I kept getting the doctors confused because they all looked the same um, and they were saying the same nonsense. How am I going to focus? I, I kept checking. I kept checking how much longer I had to go on the film because I was thinking, Same. I was thinking, I can't do this. I can't keep going. Oh yeah, because obviously, we, obviously, when we watch this, we have to pause it a couple of times, and so I paused it several times. And I was like, an hour's gone by. Surely I must be near the end. I'd only watched twenty minutes by this point, and I was an hour, and I was an hour, and I was like, how has this happened? I just paused it a lot of times. I mean, partly so I could just you know chill and walk around for a bit, so I wouldn't have a pulmonary embolism right on the spot, and also partly because I just couldn't deal, and it was too much. We should probably get insurance for any health adverse health events that happen while we have to watch these films (laughs) that's not a bad idea actually (sighs) oh my god okay all right well look here's the take-home message meat yeah look you know we'd like if people ate red meat and certainly processed meat in moderation but you don't have to cut it out completely if you don't want to for a healthy diet okay ignore all of the things that they say on meat Go and get your information from somewhere worthy like us, for example. But next week, next week we're going to be talking about eggs because eggs also come into their sphere of craziness. So we're going to have to debunk a lot of the claims that they make about eggs next week. Yeah, and this is next week is where we're going to get into probably the most famous 
line and claim from this entire documentary. <laughs> so if you think I've lost my shit this week, you've seen nothing yet. Just you wait. We have stuff to say. We always have stuff to say, let's be honest. Look, uh, in the meantime, please don't forget to leave us a five-star rating because that's how people will find us. And, of course, tell your mates, particularly anyone who is contemplating watching this film, don't do it. Uh, If you have questions or comments, you can get in contact with us on email, inbadtastepodcast at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you. Thank you for sharing stories. And just be sure to put something about meat. Tell us what your favourite processed meat is. Mine Mine is probably prosciutto. Um, But be sure to put your favourite processed meat in the subject line and see us on our socials. Pixie is at Pixie Nutrition. I am at Dr Nikki Stamp. And as always, we will leave you references and links that may be useful to you in the show notes. And that's all for me. Next week, find out how you can smoke some eggs. Fun. (laughs) We'll see you there. Bye. Smoked eggs actually sounds really good. I'm wondering if you could actually smoke eggs on a barbecue. Oh, yeah. Yum. 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 Smoke scrambled eggs, I reckon. Harassing poor reception. <laughs> a receptionist. A receptionist. A receptionist. <laughs> I did break Pixie. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.